It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Thank you. All it took was a stroke and his entire life was derailed. A CEO of one of the largest wellness companies in Singapore, Ananda Sharuraj's life changed in an instant and he found himself redefining what it meant to be happy and successful. He discovered that the loss of independence and identity can be as debilitating as the diagnosis itself. But he also learned that living an empowered life after a health crisis is possible when you choose the path of self-discovery instead of self-pity. He joins me all the way from Singapore to share his powerful story in what we call Stroke of Gratitude, how to find truth, love, and happiness in healing after a health crisis. Ananda, thank you so much for coming on the Time with Fred podcast today. Thank you so much, Fred, for inviting me. Absolutely. The pleasure is certainly all mine. So Ananda, tell us a little bit about your story. How did it all happen for you? Okay. Um, I was a businessman and I was a person who really wanted to make my company grow and grow and grow. I didn't really take good care of my health until uh, the day of the stroke. And I did not know what a stroke was because I was so busy, I didn't understand what a stroke was. And then when it happened, my whole life came tumbling down. And then I thought to myself, I could not speak. I, will, I could only reflect. I could not move my right side. And then I decided I had a company that was too big to manage without me. And the only person I could rely on was my wife. But even for my wife, the company was too big. When I say the company, I had grown the company uh, to have six, nine wellness centers in Singapore with a floor area of 60,000 square feet, 450 people, and a turnover of 35 million a year. My wife could not manage it. So I told my partners, <clears throat> buy half my company. They, we had two companies. So they bought one company and left one more company for my wife to manage. And then it was possible for my wife to manage. And then I started to work on my body. I had to get my body working again. I could not speak. And the first three months when I was in hospital, I used... I, I, I got two sessions of speech therapy every day. Two sessions of physiotherapy every day and one occupational therapy. So for three months, I was under the watchful guide of allied 
medical practitioners, right? And my doctor was extremely good. And um, so, Fred, what happened? Um, I was focused on my recovery. And I did not know how long it would take. I thought it would take a year. But how, how wrong I was. It's taken now 10 years and still counting, right? Uh, because stroke is something that takes a long time to recover, especially for my kind of stroke. This is, um, this is a, a very life-changing um, story. And, and I was reading excerpts of, of how this all happened. I think you're done and I think you're going to meet your client. You're sat in your car. Um, and you're about to start, and then you realize your foot wouldn't move. How how does one process that? I mean, one time you're, you know, leading, you know, a company that's making well about thirty five million dollars. You're you're out there running a successful business. The next time you blink, everything that's just kind of is appended, um, just just by uh, a freak accident. H how do you process that? transformation, if you will, um, when, when you experienced that stroke? Right. I actually did not understand, but then I realized that when the stroke happened to me, I said, this must be a message mm -hmm. from the universe, right? For me to go in a different direction, right? Um, what I needed was for my wife to take over the company. And then I, I asked myself, what can I do for myself? I did not know what to do. In fact, it took me two years before I began to know what I'm going to do, right? That means the first two years, I was very demoral demoralized, mm -hmm. right? I said, um, I did not have the conditions that normally uh, stroke happens because I did not have high blood pressure. I was not very overweight. I did not have high cholesterol or high blood pressure. But what happened, you know? In fact, my friends never thought that I could get sick because mm -hmm. I was very healthy, right? but I wasn't exercising enough. Mm. I was only running maybe once, once, a, once a month. Mm. That's not enough, right? And then in 2014, I found out what I had to do and that really motiv motivated me for it. Mm. You, you mentioned that um, when this happened and under that, you took this as a message. Um, for, for you to do something for, for a lot of people who deal with with something as, as drastic or as dramatic as this uh we, we tend not to take it well we either fight it we resist it but in your case you, you took it as a sign that okay maybe i need to slow down here what was it that give you you know that that perspective of accepting this um as a sign um Fred, what happened? Uh, my biggest mentor, almost 
trusted person that advised me was my father, mm. right? And he taught me not to give up no matter what. Mm. And when I had the stroke, I realized that, you know, I would go all the way to try and get myself back again. Mm. What happened three months after my stroke? My physiotherapist, one of my physiotherapists, right, said that uh, I, I had plateaued, right? And then I said, no, I don't believe that, you know. I'm going to fight this, right? Because another physiotherapist told me, you can still recover even after your first three months because normally they say within the next, the, the first three months and six months is the golden period of recovery, right? Uh, so uh, then I said that even though uh, medically it might be difficult for me to get better uh, after the six months, I would fight this very hard. And um, I remember six months after my stroke, a doctor friend who was with me, he came over to my home and he looked at my scans, on my brain scans, and he said, uh, Ananda, you are very lucky to be alive because from the scans, uh, I should not have survived because um, this stroke affected my basal ganglia, uh, which is the central part of the brain, and it was quite, uh, it, it was a very serious stroke. And uh, so I realized that uh, God had given me the possibility of surviving that. And I think God wants me to do something uh, to help people. You know, if I can help people, uh, that would really make me very happy. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly what you're doing right now by coming on the podcast and sharing your, your story. You also have written a book, uh, Stroke of Gratitude, which was released August the 23rd. And then the, I, the, the title of the book, Stroke of Gratitude, for, again, for a lot of people who go through, you know, life gets ended and, you know, one time you're, you're up there, the next moment you blink and, and, and things have changed. Why did you decide to, to call this or to, to, entitle, to title your book Stroke of Gratitude? What is there to be grateful for in a situation such as this? Okay. Um, what happened in 2014? I met Dr. Darren Weissman from America who came to Singapore and he did a half-day seminar. And after that, I joined Dr. Darren Weissman in Adelaide for a six-day seminar. And from there, from the six-day seminar, I realized that I need to write a book about my journey. And then when I thought, what would be the title of the book? And then I thought that stroke of gratitude because I was lucky mm. to be alive and gratitude, I've always had gratitude even before. Mm. Right, But this time, I wanted to write a book that would help 
people not go through the difficulties I have been through. At that time, it was uh, two years after my stroke, right? I said, this stroke of mine could have been prevented if I had been more careful, right? And I found out that 80% of strokes are, are avoidable. And mine was definitely avoidable, right? So uh, when I was in, in uh, Adelaide, when I was talking to Dr. Darren, he said, Dr. Darren said, consider that your stroke is a gift in strange wrapping paper. Hmm. Right? And then a beacon of light went in my head that I needed to write this book. And I thought the book would be written in two years, right? But then I realized my brain needed to revitalize, you know? And uh, that's why it's taken eight years. Hmm. First of all, I love the perspective that you have about, about being, being grateful or, or showing gratitude because when you go through a difficult moment such as this, for a lot of us, we either become very negative, we either become upset, we become bitter, um, or, or otherwise. You, you chose, you chose um, a different path. You chose to be, to be better. You chose to use your story to, to, um, to inspire others. You, you had a, a paradigm shift there, which is why you're on this podcast, to use your story to, to help other people um, perhaps avoid um, a stroke in life. So let, let's, let's spend the rest of the time, Ananda, to talk about some of the lessons that you capture in your book, or perhaps that you, you've learned along this journey. Um, uh, this could be a life a life saving moment or a life saving podcast for someone uh, listening or, or watching us today. So let's let's dive in a little bit. Uh, what what are some of the lessons and then that that you capture in your book or that you've learned along the way as far as this um, was concerned? Yeah, uh, the lessons that. I learned is that it, for me, I spent so much time on work mm. and didn't spend enough time with my family. Mm. And um, after my stroke, I really spent more, much more time with my family, much more time with my friends, focusing on proper nutrition, mm. right? And very important, sleep, right? Because before my stroke, uh, I was sleeping about four hours a day because I was under a lot of pressure, right, of work. And after my stroke, I focused on getting eight hours of sleep a day and managing my stress. Stress is something that is very important. Even after the stroke, I wanted to make sure I would not get a second stroke, right? So I was uh, very careful on that. Um, so things like yoga, for example, uh, meditation, um, you know, uh, these things that I thought is very important and even visualization, right? 
I, I do a visualization every day. Uh, I visualize myself uh, back to your back to my normal self, right? And by the way, Fred, uh, uh, I am still half paralyzed, right? But I'm walking better now uh, than before. Uh, by this, I mean uh, two years ago, I would walk about uh, 400 meters, right? Uh, but now I've gone up to uh, 2.5 kilometers, right? And um, I intend to go up to at least 10,000 steps by uh, a day by next year. If I can do 10,000 steps, uh, you know, I feel I will feel very happy. Yeah. Wow. Ananda, were there any? I know you'd mentioned earlier on that you're, you know, you're you're healthy. You didn't have any weight issues. You know, cholesterol level was good, uh, and all of that. And this didn't see this coming. Were there any warning signs? Perhaps any telltale signs that you didn't pay attention to. Um, leading up to the stroke? Yes. There's one thing that my wife noticed about two weeks before my stroke. Uh, she would sometimes see me sweating uh, profusely in an aircon environment for no reason. Mm. And uh, I should have seen this and the possibility of a health crisis coming on board. And I should have seen my doctor two weeks before the stroke. So, you know, it's possible that um, that uh, you might be going for a major health, health crisis. And, um, you know, so, so when you see things happen that not, do not seem like the normal, it's better to just see your doctor just to check, check out yourself. Mm -hmm. And, not, and not, not ignore that. There's one thing that if there's one thing that this pandemic has taught us, um, for a lot of people at least, it's to it's to make them reevaluate their lives and choose their priorities, right? And people have made life-altering decisions. People have chosen to resign. People have chosen to retire. People have chosen to move, you know, closer to family and 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 taking just um, an introspective look on life and and reevaluate what's important and what's not. Um, there is this drive, especially in certain cultures, to want more, to work hard, to make all the money and all that, which there's nothing wrong with that. Having been there, you know, having walked this journey, having experienced this, what would you say or what would be your advice to someone who was, you know, still kind of chasing the rat race and, and wanting to go, 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 get, 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 without paying attention to some of these things that... I believe are are are, are important um, if, before it becomes too late. Even um, I would advise someone who is working very hard to just uh, take enough time off, uh, spending more time with your friends and sorry, most important is your family. More, more, more time with your family as well as your friends because. If you have a good group of friends that you can spend time with and you can bounce off ideas and things like that, it will help you uh, reduce your stress, right? 
I think stress is something that is a silent killer, right? So if you can do, um, you know, things like yoga or meditation, visualization, all these things will keep your, your body in a, a good health condition. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And, and I know you've kind of touched on, on, on this already, but if there was one thing or maybe some things that you would have done differently um, prior to what, what you experienced, right? If you were to rewind time, knowing what you know now, what, if anything, would you have done differently? I would have spent more time with my two daughters. Mm -hmm. um, I had left my two daughters' care to my wife. I should not have done that. I should have spent much more time with my two daughters. And more family time would have really helped me. And the most important thing I should have done to have prevented the stroke is that I should have had enough sleep, right? Uh, if I had enough sleep, I think I wouldn't have had the stroke uh, because that's the time when six months before my stroke, I was under a lot of pressure. And then I realized my pressure had gone up, right? Uh, just before just after my stroke when I when, when I found out. So uh, these things of managing your blood pressure and enough sleep is a very important factor of, of, of avoiding stroke. Wow. This, this is so surreal. I mean, we're, we're, you know, I'm listening to you now and, um, you know, just imagining how, how life, how, how fleeting uh, life is. And, and, and I would agree with you, um, you know, I, I believe in, in the fact that, you know, we all have, we all have second, third, fourth chances. And, and this is, you know, life's way of, 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 of helping us pass and, and, and take uh, stock, evaluate and, and, and prioritize our lives and choose the things that, that truly matter. So I, I love Ananda the perspective that that you're sharing, you know, even as you continue to recover and I pray for your continued, you know, health and recovery and healing. Uh, I'm agreeing with you that you'd get back um, to, to where you were uh, before this. One question that I like to ask my guest, um, my guest on the podcast, Ananda, is, is, is what defines them. And, and I hear different things based on, you know, their experiences, right? And so, in looking at your journey and 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 what you you had to go through, if you look back and 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 maybe think of one major defining moment um, of your life, what would that be? Um, for me, it would have been uh, to ensure that my health was always kept at optimum, right, and um, not allow. Uh, business and work to interfere in my help, right? Um, I think this would have been something that I have learned uh, since I had my stroke, right? Over. Yeah. I, I love that. And I know 
you're not on this journey um, alone. I know your wife is right there, even though we can't see her. She's right there by your side. We talked about that. And and I want to say thank you. Thank you to to your wife and um, and family members who, who, who stand by us, you know, different situations. You know, a lot of people have shared on this podcast that, you know, they couldn't have done or they couldn't have gone through or they couldn't have dealt with some of the challenges that they they, they had to deal with had it not been for for family and, and, and spouses and children and friends. So thank you to, you know, your wife behind the scenes who's, who's helping you along with this journey, supporting you um, as you continue to, to, to recover. I want to just take time to do that because oftentimes it's the people behind the scenes that are that don't often get the credit that that they, that they deserve, and I know your wife's been a, a huge, huge, huge um, um, support system for you and and your daughters as well, and and several friends as well as, as you mentioned. So so th- thank you um, to to your wife. As we kind of wrap up here, one of the things I want you to do is to speak freely, Ananda, to someone who's watching you, someone who's listening to you, uh, maybe dealing with 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 you know, a stroke situation or, or maybe may have not even gotten there yet. Not, not that I want them to, but maybe there's someone out there just, you know, kind of pushing hard and, and wanting to <laughs> to make as much money as they can, you know, sacrificing family, you know, putting work first and all that. There's nothing wrong with the work, right? We have to work. But I want you to speak as you feel led, uh, Amanda, to that person or whoever may fall into either of these categories right now, Um as, as you see fit. So just, just, just speak to that person right now. Okay. Um, I want to share that health is the most important thing and happiness as well. And um, I feel that we must have our priorities correct, right? I did not have my priorities correct until 10 years ago, I had the stroke. And the reason I'm writing this book is I want people uh, to understand my difficulties I've had the last 10 years. My life has changed around, but I was fortunate to have got the idea to write this book because this book will help me reach out to many people in the world. And uh, when, I, when I look at what's happening in America, for example, there are more than 700,000 Americans who have a stroke every year, right? That is for that year. But the recovering uh, Americans will be maybe 10 times because uh, many people survive the stroke and live for maybe 10 to 20 years, right? Like I'm 10 years a stroke recovery recovery person, right? So one in four people around the world will have a stroke, right? And 80% of strokes is avoidable. So if we look at all the possibilities of us uh, not having a stroke, it's it's actually quite easy to to take care of yourself in such a way that you don't get a stroke. 
So this is why I wrote the book. Uh, it would it would if it would help more people uh, to avoid stroke, I would be very happy. I have no doubt that it would certainly help a lot of people. It's helped me. There's several lessons that I've learned. Um, one of which, or the most important, is, is priorities, right? Priorities are important. Make time for yourself. Make time for the people uh, who matter. Um, and uh, and and let's let's pay attention to those warning warning signs and not not neglect them. Ananda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your powerful story. I pray that you'll continue to get better, um, even through this journey, even as you you continue to, to share your story. Stroke of gratitude: How to find truth, love, and happiness in healing after a health crisis. This has been released. Uh, it's out there on Amazon, it's out there in Barnes & Noble, it's out there, Books Million, online, anywhere else, anywhere books are sold. And, and check out check out our, um, this podcast and several others, and if this is something you feel others can benefit from, please feel free to, to share this. This is how we grow. Uh, but Ananda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your story with us. We truly appreciate you opening up and... Um, Praying for your continued health and recovery. And to you, our Thank audience, you so much. certainly. Thank you so much, Fred. Certainly. And to you, our audience, for, for listening. And as always, uh, thank you. And until next time, stay well. Thank you.